Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. So welcome back to Building Great Sales Teams. Um, We also do not have Doug on this episode. We're doing another uh, clip show, I guess it is. Um, But we're going over the best episodes, in my opinion, of the month of October. Uh, In October, we had a lot of tactical episodes coming from Doug that were solo episodes. So please, please go out and check those out. So that way you can uh, use some tactical knowledge to help you get your sales team where you want it to be. Um, But to start off, um, there's this young man that I think is just super smart, super dedicated to his craft, and he's just just an all-around great guy um, by the name of Zach Sasser. Now, Zach, he just released a book um, called The Young Closer, The Great Knowledge Transfer. I want to say that's what it's called. I have it right here. Yep. Boom. Young Closer. Great, great, great guy. Um, and we got a chance to interview him right before his book came out. We, we talked about a ton of things. Uh, but the main thing that I want to touch on is his his ideology of preparation being key. He was uh, breaking down how he uh, started off with phone sites and then moved on to selling Apex. Um, and I'll, I'll just kind of let him tell it. So uh, let's take a look. Fast forward to now, you know, let's walk through basically what you've been doing at, you know, you went from phone sites to uh, Break Free Academy to where now your main product is Apex. Walk me through the, kind of that journey. So I've, I've been with Apex or, or the Ryan Stuman kind of umbrella organization mm-hmm. for about two and a half years. Um, so it was, it was December 2019 that I started with phone sites as an intern. Um, about six months into it, I had I, I, man, I just, I made it a goal to be the hardest worker in the room. So even as an intern, I'm sitting there running funnel, you know, software demonstrations, teaching people how to use this, this software, which is phone sites. And everybody that, that comes to phone sites that needs phone sites, they, they want to generate leads. They want to close more sales. They, they want to grow their income. And I realized if these people want to, want to generate more leads, phone sites is a great tool to do that, but they don't know how to do it. You know, they, they don't know where to put that funnel. They don't know how to run ads. They don't know how to organically generate those leads. So I would just casually bring up, Hey, you know, you, we, we just went through this whole demonstration on phone sites. Um, but really after talking with you, you know, building that rapport, I, I didn't say that, but building that rapport, learning more about your situation. Um, I, I really think that you would get a lot of value from our, our apex program. Are, are you familiar with it at all? And Sometimes, you know, it's like, no, nah, you know, I, I just saw, you know, an ad for phone sites. I don't, I don't even know who Ryan Stuman is, but nine times out of 10, it was somebody saying, yeah, dude, I, I've been following Stuman for a while. I've been very, very interested. I just, I, I didn't know, you know, I, I wanted to start with phone sites and maybe move on or, or I was actually just about to reach out to, to Ryan about Apex. And it was like, cool. Well, actually I can help you with that. So I would start setting up like a three-way uh, message with me the prospect and the other sales rep that could hold it could sell apex and he he would sell dude i want to say like nine out of ten of them um yeah. i was just laying them up it was just like like <laughs> there was like that picture of uh dwayne wade and lebron yeah slamming it um so I, I would just lay those up and 
about six months into it, Stuman was like, dude, you're pretty good at this. Why, why don't we just teach you how to do it yourself? You know, a, a lot of these sales that we're having come through are coming from you. Why, why don't we just teach you how to close them yourself? You can make more money. But that was where I went from $15 an hour to no no base and commission. So, so it was a little scary. That was a little transition right there. Um, but I did it. You know, I did it. The first couple months, I took a hit, you know, just because I, I was learning. I, I, I didn't have that base to fall back on. But after right. that, you know, I, I started to find my groove. I started to bigger months, bigger months, bigger months. So six months in, I made the transition from intern to sales. Another six months in, I really started hitting it off in sales, started having some some big months. And then another six months from there, everything happened in six month increments. So six months to sales, six months to really doing good. And then six months to, to my first month hitting top producer and, and, and really, really taking off from there. Yeah. So in 2020, what did you close in 2020? 2020, it was, it was about 390,000 split between um, phone sites and Apex. And a lot of that was the last month, that December, I did 100, I did 202,000. So I did 396, but 202 of that, more than half was the last month of that year. And then 2020 or 2021 MDM comes around. And then it's like, yeah, so, so 2021 um, MDM, which is in May, I hit 404,000. Beautiful. In one month? In one month. So, so that December month was that I, I hit 202 and I was like, oh, why, why can't I do this every single month? And then January rolls around. It's, it's the start of the year. That's always our, like historically our lowest, our slowest month. So I, I think I hit like 68, which I, I was still proud of. You know, I, yeah. I went from 30 to 40 hit 196 once and then i went back down to 68 he's like hey if 68 yeah. my floor that's that's a good floor and then i went to like 72 130 and then like 404 in may and then after may that was another light bulb moment where it's like if, if i hit 404 in one month i know we had an event this month but is that just an excuse can, can i hit that every single month and so that was my goal hey hit 404 every single month and then from there it was like 293 300 330 um, and now that, now that's, uh, I'm closing about between 400 and 600 K per month. I think that, I think that happens a lot with sales reps in general, you know, um, not what happened with you because you were putting in the work before the busy month came right before that big event, that MDM that kind of pushes everybody over the edge, right? It's like, you've been in Ryan's funnel. You've been in the apex funnel, the break free funnel for a while now. And you go to MDM and you're sold, right? But you had already been having those conversations up to that point. So when the event did happen, you're not closing 200 grand, you're closing 400. You know what I mean? Because you had put in the work to that point. And I think it happens so much that sales reps in general, they bank on a big event like that or a big moment like that, or like, like in my business or your business too, door to door. It's always the summer months that are the best, right? And so you'll see them bank on the summer months or you'll see them bank on a road trip or you'll see them bank on a promo or a competition or something like that versus doing the work the whole time and acting as if there is nothing coming. And then when that thing does come, it's like fire. It's like gasoline on a fire, right? 100%. So, so I had went into that event with an entire list of people that I knew were super warm. You know, they, they just had to see Apex firsthand in order to get it. It's one of those things where it, it seems cool, but until you're in the inside, you don't really get it. So once you're in that room at that event, you meet the Apex members, you hear 
why our clients win so big and how much they recommend us. So I had an entire list. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to introduce this person to this person because I know they're going to hit it off. They'll probably do business together. And then if they do business together, he'll join Apex Executives. I'm going to meet this person. You know, I'm going to talk to them. They had these few questions. So, so I had everything just, just planned. Um, I think preparation is huge, preparing for all of that stuff. So literally putting those people's names on a piece of paper, it, it was just, hey, these are the people. I'm going to make sure they close. And then whenever I got there, obviously you meet some more people that you didn't even have on the list and, and they, they want to join Apex. So um, the preparation, that, that was the key. So preparation is the key to that success. Uh, Zach, like I said, he's a young guy. I think he's like 22 um, at the time of this recording. Super young guy, but he was super focused. He was super prepared. He was, you know, going old school paper and pen, writing down names and setting himself up for success. When that event came, like Doug said, it's like adding gasoline to the fire that was already set because you had everything um, prepared and ready to go. Um, super, super, super awesome episode. I recommend anybody who has some young entrepreneurs in their lives um, that they go check that out because he is a well of knowledge and he's a, he's young and he's hungry and he, he, portrays that in his speech. Um, the next person I want to highlight uh, is a gentleman by the name of Chris Beal. Um, and it is the power of the human voice in trust. Uh, one thing that people um, are afraid of is that robots are going to take over the world. Technology is advancing so rapidly um, that it's it's almost easy to think that they're going to replace everything that we do. Um, but what Chris was telling us about was the, the amount of information that comes from the human voice is exponentially greater than what can come from uh, a character of text. And um, I, I just want to want you guys to check this out because it really did something for me as well as Doug. Let's take a look. You know, no, normally at this point in the conversation, I ask what's next for your company, but I'm, I'm more curious now. What do you think is, is next for, I guess the, the sales industry in general, where do you think sales is headed is, is things like door to door dead is selling over the phone on the way out because of texting or, Will a computer be selling in the next 20 years? And I obviously we've talked and alluded to a little bit of this. So I think I, I know your general answer, but I'm curious on specifics. Right. Well, there's a, a hard edge that's going to be very, very difficult for technology to cross. And I'm not going to predict it'll ever cross it. And, and it has to do with information flow. So to get to the point of trusting you, I need a lot of information from you. But I also need it really, really fast because you only have seven seconds to get me to trust you. This is, right. you know, the FBI studied this deeply in hostage negotiation situations where they're very serious. Lives are on the line, right? Seven seconds. So I have a hard problem, which is how to get enough information from you into my brain that I trust you in seven seconds. And all important sales depend on trust. They, they go through trust now. If they're done right, they'll go through trust forever. The path to an important sale always goes through trust, not value, 
Because until you have trust, you can't talk value. You have to have trust first. I don't think that's ever going to change. And if somebody sends me an unsolicited text message, there's not enough information in there to allow me to trust them involuntarily. It doesn't matter what the message says. I only read at a certain speed. Say the text message is, or I'll do an email. Say an email has got a hundred words in it, mm -hmm. whatever it happens to have, right? A hundred words is a lot of words in an email. Right? So am I gonna read all hundred words? Maybe, how, mu how much data is that? Well, each word is about five characters. So that's about 500 characters and each character is about 10 bits of information. If you look in a computer, it takes 10 bits, actually it takes eight, but now we have fancy characters like emojis and stuff like that. So let's say it's 10 bits, right? And it's easier to multiply. So now I have 500 times 10. So that's 5,000 bits. That sounds like a lot. If I send you an email, what are the chances you're going to read it and open it? If I send you a text, what are the chances you're going to open it and you know, really interact with it instead of just like I get four or five unsolicited texts a day. They're gone. They're gone. Right. So what are the odds of that? But then if you do read it, did I get enough? Did you get enough information? If you sent it to me, did I get enough information? to involuntarily trust you. Well, now we need to know how much information is required in the human brain as the threshold for trust. And it turns out it's about 140, 150,000 bits. So an email is 5,000 bits. That's a lot of emails, <laughs> 150 right. of over five. That's a big number, right? Yeah. Human conversation, human voice carries 20,000 bits a second almost all of it emotional information, almost all of it in the tone. So to look at the future of sales tech and say, what's the problem? Well, the problem is I need trust. Only the human voice allows me to get trust in the amount of time I have to get it. So technology has got to help me get human conversations. Otherwise I'm going to be in a world where there's no trust and I'm not going to sell anything. That is, I will always be outcompeted by somebody who gets trust. It means door-to-door -door is always going to be around because door-to-door, I get that seven seconds. Telephone right. ambush will always be around because in telephone ambush, I get those seven seconds. Mm -hmm. I get a pipeline directly into your midbrain, into your emotional center, and I get 140,000 bits I get to jam in there, almost all of them emotional, and you can't do anything about it. You, you could pretend to do something about it, but you can't do anything about it. You hear it. It's like that person next to you when you're trying to have a quiet dinner by yourself or, and they're chewing and talking and whatever, and you can't get that. that that's going in, man. Yeah. Right. That's who you are. So I actually think what's going to happen is sales technology. And this, is, I, I have to believe this, or I wouldn't run connect and sell, right. I'd be a crazy right. person, right. Is that we're going to get more and more sophisticated about using, and I, and I don't mean using in a manipulative way, just using the human voice in order to allow somebody to, to move in the direction of crossing that trust threshold where they trust the seller more than they trust themselves. So I think actually the revolution in sales is not about technology, it's about ethics. That's where I think the revolution in sales is. That is, Technology allows, enables ethical sales to take place. It just does. It, in fact, it almost forces them to take place because the ethical salesperson will outcompete 
the unethical salesperson given the same technology for getting that emotional connection with somebody. Yeah. And, and so in, in fact, I don't see that technology is the big play. Technology brings sufficient efficiency to allow what's already effective to be used more widely. Connect and sell is an efficiency play around the human voice. It's too inefficient now to get people on the phone. It might take you an hour. Right. We get it down to three minutes. Now it's efficient. Now the effectiveness is already kind of latent in the human voice. Well, how do you bring that out? Well, if you bring it out sincerely, ethically, you have an advantage over the person who brings it out insincerely. So the math actually collapses, interestingly enough, in a surprising area in sales, which is sincerity. I was a lot of numbers, um, but I'm, I'll, I'll try to simplify it a little bit for um, the audience. So basically, text messages, technology, emails, all those things do not carry the same weight that a face-to-face, over-the-phone conversation carries. There's so much emotional and tonal nuances in the human voice that humans trust over something that they've read. And I think that is, that is super, super cool to even think about because it, as, as great as technology becomes, it will never get to the level where it can replace uh, the human element that just makes it thrive. Um, super, super interesting episode. Um, it breaks down so much more to sales. Uh, the product is amazing. Go check it out. Um, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Um, I don't geek out over sales stuff, but that episode was really, really interesting to take a look at and listen back to. Uh, the last person that I want to highlight here on the best of October list is the guy by the name of Sebastian Rusk. Uh, Sebastian is who actually helped us get this podcast off of the ground um, with Podcast Launch Labs. He is a host of three podcasts himself. himself, And um, one thing that really stood out to me about his episode was finding yourself. Um, he tells us a story about how he you know, got into emceeing um, was getting successful at it and then found out that that's not who he is. And because it's not who he is, he went and did a pivot, um, but he'll tell the story a lot better than I can. So uh, let's take a look. Being an MC. So I pulled the plug on it all. I no longer, <laughs> I no longer MC anymore. It is the hardest job in the building. You're the first guy there, the last one to leave. Um, I thought they were bringing in Sebastian Rusk as the MC. No, they were bringing in a hired gun to do your job, get your check, shut up and go home. That's what you're here yeah. to do. You really don't matter other than being able to. And I thought, I'm, I'm not here to do this. I'm here to be seen, heard, and validated because of my t- Have a little bit of a technical difficulty. Let me try this again. 
thought they were bringing in Sebastian Rusk as the MC. No, they were bringing in a hired gun to do your job, get your check, shut up and go home. That's what you're yeah. here to do. You really don't matter other than being able to. And I thought, I'm, I'm not here to do this. I'm here to be seen, heard, and validated because of my The Sebastian file obviously does not want to play for you guys, um, but we are going to get that one up and running. Just give me one second. I realized that I hate being an MC. So I pulled the plug on it all. I no longer, <laughs> I no longer MC anymore. It is the hardest job in the building. You're the first guy there, the last one to leave. Um, I thought they were bringing in Sebastian Rusk as the MC. No, they were bringing in a hired gun to do your job, get your check, shut up and go home. That's what you're here yeah. to do. You really don't matter other than being able to. And I thought, I'm, I'm not here to do this. I'm here to be seen, heard, and validated because of my talents. And that's not being done by just being a hired gun. There's nothing wrong with being an MC. There's there's not a lot of us out there. I mean, there's it's a very, very, it's a very, very unique world. I, I have some incredible friends that are 10 times the MC that I will ever be. They juggle and fire and all kinds of crazy stuff. But it's been fun to, to build around that community, but I just got to, I had, I got to a point where I had a less than pleasurable experience at an event and um, it was my fault for not screening the client out, you know, but I, I came back from that trip and I said, uh, let's just ask yourself a simple question and let's, 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 let's tell the truth. Do you want to do the work? Yes or no. Answer the question. Ready? Go. No, I don't. What do you want to do? I want to impact people's lives and businesses through my message, my story, and the power of podcasting through means of, of, of speaking. So we're just going to continue to speak. Um, um, we're we're going to continue to just stay in the lane of just speaking, maybe some moderating here and there. And every now and then I'll get a call from a dear friend or get a ludicrous amount of money offered to me and I'll do something um, in the MC realm a little bit, but it's always going to be on my terms on, on what's happening, but solely focused on, uh, just, just, just doing uh, speaking and communicating work. Now, my one rule is really under podcasting. If it has to do with podcasting, it's a yes. So, I currently host three podcasts at the moment, which I don't recommend, and um, and I help folks <laughs> find their voice uh, through means of doing it, and then speaking and writing books. And uh, my YouTube channel is a is a big a big part of my content strategy, which is is my favorite piece of social media, not to create, but to have because it's the new TV and it's my TV channel. So me creating, there's nothing better than getting a phone call going. I just binge watch your whole channel. Holy cow, you're the guy from the video. Wow, I want to start a podcast. And then they hire you. Like there's nothing yeah. better than that. So I'm trying to figure out how to do that at scale. Um, but um, yeah, man, my, my, my gift is communicating and I do it with a mic. I'm either at a, in front of a live audience or uh, on camera or doing it through means of, of podcasting, but it's definitely become uh, my, my life's work because I know that I leave people different when, when we have a conversation, even if it's mm -hmm. in the back of an Uber on an airplane at a networking event, at an event on stage, off stage. And that's really what this whole thing's all about. And we're going through life, knowing that we are creating experiences to leave a lasting impact in other people's lives. Uh, that's a massive, massive, awesome story, you know, and I know you're eloquent at telling it because you've done it so many times, but um, it's awesome to hear the whole thing. I think I've heard a bunch of bits and pieces of it, Yeah. but to, to, to hear the whole evolution from 2009 to 2022 and, and to hear about the struggles you had early on, you know, and then, and then coming into your own as an MC and then eventually 
figuring out, hey, this is how I impact people through through podcasting. You know, yeah. this is what I really enjoy. The the YouTube's a great point too, because uh, you know, that's my kids would much rather watch YouTube than Netflix or Hulu yeah. or any of those other things. You know, we keep them off of it because there's a bunch of junk on there, you know, sure. but there's kids YouTube and all that. And um they 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 love opening up the YouTube app when we are around to to watch them do it and seeing their dad on there, you know, <laughs> whether it's a podcast or a short form content that we've created, YouTube shorts, whatever the case is, uh, that that's a huge platform now that uh, I think people are definitely underutilizing and sleeping on. And I imagine yeah. you're getting a uh, great lead gen from there as well. Yeah, it, it, it's great. You know, people go to YouTube for two reasons, to be entertained or to get the questions answered. If you can do both, well, then it's, you know, winner, winner, chicken dinner all day long but you know creating content you know we're for the past i've been doing this for the past 12 years i go back to my old youtube channel and i can go back to like my very first talks i gave in 2019 you know it's i mean 2009 which which are mm -hmm. you know terrifying but still the same consistent message there but you know we're arch we're archiving our lives for generations to come you know my daughter's gonna look yeah. back and her kids are gonna be able to say hey this is your grand your crazy ass grandfather you know so um which 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 is fun and, you know, and exciting, but you know, the, the big takeaway from this is that, you know, for a long time, I thought I was going to be a social media expert and an MC. Right. And I'm the furthest from both of those. Now I can still MC and I know a little bit about social media, but all of that led me to a path of healing myself, past trauma, loving myself, mm -hmm. becoming who I need to be stepping into my power, regaining my power. Maybe some would say, and being yeah. able to say there's got to be more here, not not for just Sebastian, but for what I'm able to bring to the world. And I had to remove everything that was not aligned with what I knew I needed to be doing, which is communicating. And after some deep, deep work and 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 reprogramming in 2016, I came out of that on the back of that. Someone called and said, Hey, can you help me start a podcast? And I was like, bang, and I just started everything, dots started connecting. I'm like, that's it. That's it. Yeah, I can actually. Yeah, I know. I, I know that process. I'm like, that's it. I can stay. How do I stay in the social media world, the digital world? Because I have a reputation within the space because I've been in it for a minute. How do I stay in the world, but really niche down and find my thing? Like, what's my thing? And my thing became podcasting and, and, and you know, in, in speaking even more so communicating, storytelling, if you will, mm -hmm. just just across the board. But until I, I posted this a couple of weeks ago, you might have seen it. It was uh, Michelangelo created the statue of David, which is yeah. you know, probably one of the most you know, beautiful. It was a great post. Art, I remember you know, that to date. And, and he talks, you know, people would constantly say, how in the world did you create such beauty in the statue of David? And he goes, I didn't create anything. I simply chipped away of from everything that was not of David and David appeared. And I thought, Holy cow, what does it look like? For us as human beings to go through life and constantly chip away at stuff that is no longer us. Well, how do I know what's us and what's not? Listen, if you get that funny feeling in your stomach and you go, I want to do that, that's your thing. That's your why. That's your that's your drive to be able to go do that. Anything outside of that is outside of integrity. So I want to first say uh, Chris Beal's right. Technolo technology will not surpass humans because it can't even load videos right. But when we finally got to Sebastian, he was just dropping some 
amazing knowledge, chipping away at all the stuff that is not you to find that masterpiece that you can become. That is what resonated with me the most this this past month in October. Chipping away at the stuff that is not you to find the masterpiece that can be you. You were created for a purpose. At least that's how I believe it. That's how I see it. People were not just accidentally placed where they're at. They have um, likes, dislikes, um, strengths, weaknesses that all accumulate to the purpose that they have on this earth. Um, And when you are aware enough to chip away all that stuff that is no longer you or wasn't ever you, then you can become the great person that you were meant to be. Now, that is my time uh, for this episode. Again, we had some awesome technical episodes in uh, October. We had some awesome guest spots in October. We also have some interviews that Doug did in October. October was a great month for the podcast. I encourage you to go back and listen to it. Um, These three episodes, some of my favorites, that's why they are posted. But again, We will see you next time on the Building Great Sales Teams podcast. I hope you have a wonderful evening, morning, or noon, whichever one it is for you. And I'll see you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. Be sure to execute on what you just heard and let's get building. As always, remember to subscribe and leave a review wherever you consume podcasts. You can also head on over to buildinggreatsalesteams.com and sign up for our newsletter to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the podcast. See you next time.